Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with difficult issues in our lives and big questions about faith and religion. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with our wrestling coach, uh, my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Father Len. Hey, Irish. Top of the morning to you. Are you ready to do a little uh, a little wrestling and a little wrestling coaching for us, Father Len? Bring it on. Bring it on. All right. So you and I had a little conversation the other day about freedom. And uh, I think human beings all kind of yearn to be free, and freedom is a big thing to people. But we got to talking about just what is freedom? What does it mean? You know... That is a a great question, great issue to wrestle with, because what I see currently is two definitions of freedom that people are using. And the corona issue uh, has brought out one definition of freedom, but also even with the death of John Lewis, that highlights a completely different definition of freedom. You're talking about Congressman John Lewis. Yeah, yeah, you know, he was in the civil rights movement, uh, and he gave this great uh, description of the civil rights movement. And he wanted to actually be a preacher when he was younger, and he used to go and preach to the chickens, which kind of cracks me up. He preached uh, to the chickens? Uh, I guess they need freedom. But um, like he <laughs> practiced his, his preaching as a little kid on chickens. Oh, and my. Well, I know, isn't that amazing? So he gets, he gets involved in the civil rights movement, but it's not just getting involved. He has this great description where um, before they even went on a march, they spent a lot of time preparing for it, where they would practice love. They would study nonviolence and the issues, and they'd gather together and pray. And then they'd have these rehearsals of people yelling awful things at you, like you're bald, you're fat, you're, you know, worse things, of course. You're evil. Um, Right. Uh, you know, and slurs and against your mother and everything. And you're not allowed to get angry. Like, they said they practiced where they would practice love and being able to turn the other cheek and studied. And then he says in this interview, I really like where he says, you've got to have faith in your enemy. Like, that's amazing. Faith in your enemy? <laughs> yeah, and he meant that you have to have faith that, they can change as awful oh. as the situation is have faith that they can change like john lewis with all that practicing he was free to love his enemy he wasn't locked in hate that's a type of faith that is also a type of freedom where you're not locked in to the world's injustice even when you're on the with a boot on your neck john lewis you know, he said you had to believe, uh, have faith in your enemy. You had to believe that you're part of this future where all people will be set free. And like Martin Luther King called that the beloved community. It's here, but it's not here. It's really in heaven. But that type of belief is a type of freedom, that we belong to a community, that the KKK and ignorance – it can never touch. That's a, I mean, that's an amazing statement that you have faith that your enemy can change. That, I mean, that's very powerful. Yeah, and faith that, you know, whatever happens, we belong to this community that is free, even if 
the government doesn't recognize it or society doesn't. Like that's a type of freedom that faith brings. And just the opposite would be somebody who uh, is a very, I'm not going to mention the name, but a very wealthy, uh, he died, very wealthy um, English atheist who was brilliant. I'll give him that. But he came from a very wealthy family and he had no need for faith because he was trapped in the world just as it was. And the world gave him everything. He was luckier than most because he was born white and wealthy and he had the freedom to do whatever he wanted. And what he ends up doing is cheating on every wife he's had. He cheated on uh, everybody. And so he was locked into kind of this ego and selfishness and anger and insecurity that really is the opposite of freedom. He believed so, he was free to do anything. But really, that's a type of prison. Does that make sense? That's yeah, a I, definition of freedom. I mean, what you're saying is he thought he was free, but he really wasn't. He, he was no. trapped in all this stuff he had and all his, 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 his image, his ego and whatever. Yeah, his, you know, the occupants of the definition of freedom that I get to do whatever I want, they think they're free, but really they're more shackled to their ego uh, than ever before. And I hear, especially Americans, always using the word freedom. And our, our culture tends to teach, especially the younger people, that freedom means I'm able to do whatever I want, whenever I want, what I want, whenever I want, wherever I want, because I am the center of the universe. But our Catholic faith says the opposite, that freedom is not really when you can do whatever, you know, whatever I want, where I want. Freedom is being able to do what I ought to be able to do. Freedom means free from fear and selfishness and ego and anger and hatred and revenge. I'm free for a life of love and community. That's a freedom that John Lewis knew. Freedom is tied to the beautiful and the good and the true. And I just hear a lot of people using the word freedom, but they mean it like the English atheist. I love that freedom to do what you ought to do. Wow. And where I hear it a lot is no offense with this mask issue, the problem with wearing masks during Corona. And I've had people yell at me because we require masks. And number one, it's the law. But number two, um, like I had this one guy yelling at me that he doesn't think he should have to wear a mask because he's free and this is my constitutional rights and I have the freedom to do what I want. And I said, yeah, but you know, if you wear a little mask around your face for one, you know, really half an hour, you could go to mass. You'd be free to go wherever you want. And all he could talk about is his constitutional rights. And so I said, can't you just wear a mask out of love to try and protect other people? But he couldn't get beyond no, I should be able to do what I want. He, he might be able to get beyond it now because uh, now you can't go to the grocery store or Home Depot or almost everywhere now requires masks, you know? You have more faith than I do. I, uh, like I, you have more faith than I do because like I, I know uh, two priests who got COVID who refused to wear a mask, then they got COVID, and then once one of the priests was over COVID, he still was celebrating mass without a mask on, even though, you know, legally you should be. Like, 
that kind of shocked me. And I was like, yeah, he is not free. He is so tied into his ego that, and his stubbornness that he's not really free to say, well, out of love for others, I would not want anybody else to get that. Well, he's still, this, your friend still may struggle, however, you know, because uh, like there's a big sign at the grocery store where I go that, uh, they, they, and I haven't seen this executed yet, but they say they will not check you out. You can't, you know, you can't do anything with your groceries after you put them in your basket. You're stuck, you know, unless you want to try and steal them. I, I actually asked a grocery checker at Albertsons. I said, well, you know, now it's a lot. Do you stop anybody? And she, I, God, I, she had me where she said, you know, I'm just trying to make a uh, wage. And everybody comes in with a mask and they take, you know, these type always take their mask off after they get in. So he said, I, I just don't need an argument. And then I was walking by, by the butcher shop and uh, this guy didn't have a wear mask. It's in Boise. And um, the butcher kid says to this older gentleman, you're, you're supposed to wear a mask. And he goes off on his constitutional rights and it's like, oh, like it doesn't matter. Uh, and my only point being is that he's working from this de- different definition of f- freedom. And I, like, I know I've said this before, but religion should free us from our psychological masks. And I, I know that sounds goofy, but like, yeah, we all wear psychological masks. Even in the Garden of Eden story, when Adam and Eve, and Eve has sinned, um, they hide in the bushes. That clothes, and I know clothes are a type of mask. Well, we all wear kind of these psychological masks that we're happy, shiny people. They get to do whatever you want. But really, this is a lack of true freedom to enjoy life. Like, um, and one of the masks um, is there's this movie I saw on happiness a couple of years ago that I was amazing. And the movie had this clip from this millionaire Hollywood producer who he produced, I think one of the films he produced was the mask. <laughs> That's kind of ironic. So he made millions, right? And he had this huge mansion in Hollywood and like it was this pool with all these chaise lounge around it. But in the, in the movie he says he was extremely unhappy. He had everything the society said would make you happy, uh, but he was so unhappy. He was lonely. He didn't know his neighbors. Nobody, you know, he was kind of more and more isolated. So he does a shocking thing where he donates a lot of the money away and moves out of the mansion, moves into this tiny home where he can ride his bike to work. And he says he knows his neighbors and he enjoys the simple, and he's more happier than ever once he's sacrificed sacrifice the mask of happiness that you need the mansion and the cars and all this stuff to be happy. And he's not really talking religion. He's just talking psychology and you have to give up the mask of happiness or the mask of this. And America was founded on this incredible idea that people should be free to pursue their own happiness. Uh, That, that was revolutionary at its time, but Catholicism has this incredible idea that people can become free from pursuing what the world says is supposed to make you happy. So the movie producer, he gives up wearing the mask of happiness and actually becomes happy. So there's a type of slavery that comes with this constant need to 
to get whatever I want. Actually, that's a form of idolatry. Um, and you see it in the movies all the time. A lot of Hollywood movies kind of say that. Like, and I hate to say it's like the movie Chocolat that was very popular years ago, where the movie Chocolat was, um, you know, you just need to fulfill all your desires. If you could enjoy all your desires, you'll be happy. But really, if you think about it, that's a type of oppression that you have to constantly be seeking these fleeting desires. That's an idol in some ways. Um, and an idol is something that promises fulfillment, but leaves you more empty. You know, that I need to have a bigger house or better hair or more stuff. Um, we'd say that actually de-evolves you. And there's another movie, like I know it's a children's movie, but I loved it, Wally. Wally. Yeah, it was this movie where all these human beings, they live on this spaceship where all their wants are met, but humanity starts to de-evolve because they become alienated from their true humanity. And in the Old Testament, you have to smash the idols that keep you alienated from yourself. Religion doesn't satisfy all your wants. It frees you from them. So, When the prophets came and railed against society, they railed against the type of the religion that promises you to give you everything. You know, they're not, the prophets are not upset because people were unorthodox or didn't know their catechism. They were upset because religion was turned into this idolatry that, well, religion is supposed to satisfy all your wants. Maybe religion is supposed to free you from it. That real freedom takes sacrifice. And I had to explain this to kids. And I use this example. So when I was growing up, I was heavily into swim team. And we practiced really from grade school to high school. You would practice uh, an hour, I think it was an hour or two hours in the morning, and then an hour after school. And you had to get your work done and keep good grades. That was a huge sacrifice. But years later, um, I went to Hawaii with some friends. And went, went to, uh, and I'm going to mispronounce it, Hunama Bay. Hunama Bay. Oh, God, I loved it. That was before it was all kind of commercialized. I was there with my friends, and I said, oh, let's swim out. And they wanted to stick in the shallow water. So I go out, and um, I swim into the deep water, deeper, I should say, but it's a reef. And holy cow, there was a sea turtle and all these beautiful fish. And it made me think, you know, if you'd get over your fear of deep water, if they would have learned how to swim, they could have swam with the turtles. Real, I am free to swim in the ocean, to swim and see the beauty and turtles, because I sacrificed really a lot of time becoming a great swimmer. Yeah, so we'd say, really, I know this sounds kind of strange. That's the way of the cross. We see, say this poetic statement that the cross will set you free. But really what that means is the cross means you'll die to your ego and anger and all that other stuff. That's exactly what John Lewis did so that he could be part of the civil rights movement. He was free enough to even love the people that were in a way beating him up, free enough to really swim. Or there's this writer I mentioned before, David Foster Wallace, who tragic figure, but he had this comment that real freedom is the mo uh, that really the, the kind of freedom that involves attention and awareness and discipline and an effort 
for being truly to care about other people and to sacrifice for them over and over in very mundane, petty, unsexy ways. The only thing that with a capital T that's true is you get to decide if you're going to become that. Like that takes a lot of sacrifice. You know, the other thing, uh, as you were talking about the Hollywood producer and other people who have all this stuff, the big mansion, the big pool, uh, the, the, you know, 10 cars and expensive cars and whatever. I, I got this image of them just kind of building a wall around themselves. Well, that's how he kind of explained it, that he was so lonely and cut off and he was supposed to be happy and I have everything, but I'm really well, not happy. You're, you're so attached to all that stuff that, uh, and that, you know, it, it forms who you are and what people, exp- or what you think people think of you and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just, I, I sense I sense this wall, where you know you don't really let people get to know you. It's like you said he gave up all this stuff and got this little place, and he started riding his bike to work. So he took down all the walls. Hey, you know, he started that, interacting with real people in in uh, real and that ways. That takes a lot of sacrifice to give up a mansion and all this other stuff. Yeah, no, it's it it, it is amazing. I, I never really thought of it that way. In contrast about the guy that's yelling at me outside of the church about having to wear a mask because I should be able to do what I want to do. Like, the sad part is he's not free and he thinks he is. No, he just built a wall around himself outside the church. He can't come in the church, the place that he says he wants to, to be. Right. Yeah, Goethe, the famous German writer, he said, none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe that they're free. Or uh, Frederick Douglass said the real slave is the one that says, I'm free to do anything I want and I don't care about other people. He called that the thoughtless slave. So by that definition, wow, there were slaves in the South who were oppressed, but in one sense, they're psychologically set free. Um, I love it. Uh, Father Lynn, I think you've done a, a really thoughtful, interesting, uh, help, helped us really look at freedom in, in a bunch of different ways and m- made us think about freedom in different ways. I, I love it. I don't know if you have anything to add. If not, I think, uh, I think that's a good place for us to end this episode. Okay. Well, great. Well, thank you. So if you have a comment, about our podcast or a question about faith and religion or a prickly issue in your life, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Just head over to our website, www.gshow.com. That's www.gshow.com. Click on the questions button. You can leave us a voicemail or send us an email or a text. And if you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review the Wrestling With God show. It helps uh, people discover us. And we hope you'll join us next time as we continue our journey climbing this crazy mountain of life, searching for truth and meaning and purpose and freedom in our lives. Thanks for listening. See you next time.